Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market, and I've got a good episode for you guys here today. We're going to talk about price and volume, specifically starting off with price and volume. And I'm going to use an email from a person that wants to be called Bubba Bo Bob Dwayne. And for those who might be new to this podcast, I give what I try to give is good old Florida redneck names to conceal their identities just because most people don't want their name blasted out there. So Give him a Florida redneck name. So, Bubba Boo Bob Dwayne writes, I have binge listened to your podcast. My trading journey sounds a lot like yours. I got interested in the stock market in kindergarten when I watched a business reporter named Jim Newman report the financial news. i got to be honest. I don't know who Jim Newman is. Maybe I should know who he is, but I don't. Bubba Boo Bob Dwayne goes on to write, I have always dreamed of trading and thought... It was a pipe dream until I beat the S&P 500 by simply going all cash at critical moments. This year, I've finally decided to take the jump from three or four VOO trades a year to actively buying and selling stocks on a weekly or monthly basis. And for those wondering what VOO is, that's basically a Vanguard S&P 500 fund. So it's kind of like trading SPY or something similar. Now, Ryan, I have two questions. Is there a service that will allow me to quickly flip through charts Quickly, notice the emphasis on quickly, with minimal load time. I hate how slow thinkorswim is. Number two, where can I learn to read price and volume? So far, all of my success has come from reading the news, listening to conference calls, and making good guesses at which sectors will trend. The more I stare at charts, the more I feel like they are talking. And I can only kind of understand what they're saying. Thank you for the podcast. Sincerely, Bubba Bo Bob Dwayne. Good questions. Pretty simplistic questions in the sense that, you know, we're not getting into anything like really deep here, but I'm going to try to take us a little step further in this podcast with the price and volume question and also give you some of my thoughts on the charting platforms and why I prefer the ones that I do. But first, what am I drinking? I am drinking Bro Brothers. It's called Bro Brothers Bourbon Whiskey. It's 41% alcohol, 82 proof. Now, the one thing that I found interesting on the back of this bottle, because I tried to read the story behind it, and I guess these guys' names were Yarbro, so they shortened it to Bro and then added some brothers on there. So 
these Bro Brothers actually put on the back of their label, enjoy Bro Brothers and mixed drinks and cocktails. Now, granted, there's some bourbons that do not belong in the neat category. I don't like to consider them as a standalone bourbon. Jack Daniels is probably one of the most famous ones. Most people, if they're going to use Jack Daniels, they're going to make like a Jack and Coke. Rarely does people actually want to go out there and drink Jack Daniels neat. But, you know, when you're putting on the label how this is made with some of the finest ingredients and that you should drink it with cocktails, I don't know. It just kind of feels like it loses some of its legitimacy as being a good bourbon. And I haven't even had a sip of it yet. Now, when I smell it, it smells very medicinal. I don't know if that's the right word, but it just doesn't smell good. And the flavor, it's like, it's very oaky. You know, it's like that popsicle stick that you'd get as a kid after you got a treat and you were left with the popsicle stick. and You chomp down on that popsicle stick just for the heck of it. Some, that's kind of like what the flavor is. It's like chomping down on a popsicle stick. And it feels a little watered down. I don't know if that's intentional or what it is, but it doesn't taste all that great. On a scale of 0 to 10, I'm giving it a 4-7. That's going to be up there with like the Clyde Mays, the Heaven's Door Tennessee Bourbon. It's just not that great. Not an everyday sipper. There is a reason why Sam's Club had it on the clearance rack for $20. I know now why. I just couldn't pass it up at the time. I'll probably serve this to guests that I'm not very fond of at Christmas parties or something like that. Just not good. Bro Brothers, 4.7. And now I got to make sure at Christmas parties I don't serve somebody Bro Brothers and they happen to listen to this podcast because then I'll look like a real ignoramus. But yeah, Bro Brothers is not that great. So back to Bubba Bo, Bob Dwayne and his questions about charting. So the platforms that I like the best, and it really answers this question right out of the gate, what service will allow him to flip through charts very quickly? The best one, in my estimation, is TC2000. There's a link in the description to it. Yes, it's an affiliate link, but um, I use it every day. That's the main one that I use. I think it's phenomenal. The one that would recommend next, and I don't have an affiliate link for it, is TradingView. I think TradingView is really good. It's right up there with TC2000. But TC2000, I just like how easy it is just to hit the space bar, flip through all the charts, and uh, get right to the next one. And now consider this too. I just recently upgraded my computer. I was using before a computer from Best Buy that I had bought probably like two plus years ago. It was good. It did really great. It was like a CyberPower PC. I upgraded the RAM to like 64 gigs of RAM, and it worked great. It was really great for trading. I think it cost me like $1,400. But I also noticed it was starting to slow down when I was doing some videos and some of the rendering on the podcast. So I decided, okay, it's time to get a new computer. I decided just to go all out and get myself a really nice one. I think I spent like $5,000 on a computer. I know, crazy, but it's also the times that we're living in too where there's just tons of shortages. But I think it was another CyberPower PC, and I got it with the i9 processor, 12th generation, 64 gigs of RAM, and I also had a 3090 graphics card. And I could tell you when I ran TC2000 with that stuff versus my old computer, it may have been just milliseconds, but I can notice a fast, fast difference between one chart to the next. Like I could tell it was able to process that next chart much, much faster. And before I always thought, okay, it's probably just internet speed that's driving it. No, it's also computer speed from my experience. So the other thing that TC2000 is really good and that I like about it is that there's a lot of flexibility on the chart layouts from tabs and just being able to have floating windows, 
very, very helpful. I also like to some of the indicators that they have that are proprietary, like the volume buzz that kind of compares different levels of volume over different periods of time. And I'm kind of getting into his next question here by covering this right now. The volume buzz will measure volume and it's a proprietary indicator they use. I don't know it, but it's worked really well for me over the years in that it just measures volume currently to volume at different periods of time on a weekly basis or like a monthly basis, but it does a really good job to let you and help you know when the volume is above average throughout the trading day. So you might be looking at the volume and you're like, ah, oh, it's a close call. I don't know if it's going to be above average volume or not, but you can look at the volume buzz and it'll actually tell you. The other thing that I think is pretty cool on there is like some of the indicators. I use them religiously, like the T2108 and the T2107. Those are measuring the percentage of stocks that are trading above their 40-day moving average and 200-day moving average, respectively. And they help me a lot during market downturns to gauge just how oversold we are. And so when those indicators start to get in like the single digits, we're only like 7 or 8% of stocks are trading above their 40-day moving average. Usually that's indicative of an ultimate bottom getting ready to materialize. I also like, and I'm a stickler about drawing too, like on Thinkorswim, I don't really do good with the drawing. On TradingView, they got really good drawing tools, but I find it's very difficult to go back and forth between TradingView and TC2000. Even though I do it, it's just different commands and different actions that you have to take to draw the same line. They're both streamlined in their own right. It's just very difficult to use both of them. Now, TC2000, it's just real easy after I draw a line, you know, just by clicking down and dragging it across the screen, I can hit spacebar and it puts the line right there. So that's really nice. And really on all these platforms, I don't go really crazy with the bells and whistles, even though that I could. It's just that my style of trading doesn't really necessarily mean I have to get all hog wild on using all the tools. And I you take think or swim, for instance, that thing has so much capability to it. But when it comes to charting and using the grass, it's not nearly as good as like TC2000. But for options trading, it's amazing. And so what really makes TC2000 good is the customization on the charts. I mean, I can make the lines any color I want, any thickness. I mean, you can make the charts different colors. I know that sounds stupid or weird, but believe it or not, having charts look the way that you want them to look makes them easy on the eyes for you and also makes it more tolerable going through the charts, especially when you're doing it on rapid fire. Like for me, I might look at only a chart when I'm going through my screens for like a half second to a second. I can look at it and I can tell if there's something there or not. Now, number two, and I'll read the question again so you guys can just get a little refresher there. He says, where can I learn to read price and volume? So far, all my success has come from reading the news, listening to conference calls, and making good guesses at which sectors will trend. The more I stare at charts, the more I feel like they're talking to me, and I can only kind of understand what they are saying. So when it comes to price and volume, one of the things that I would say is if you want to learn about price and volume, just focus on price and volume. So many people want to clutter up their charts with just tons and tons of indicators. I mean, people put MACD, RSI, stochastics, this indicator, that oscillator. I mean, it's just nonstop stuff that they'll put on there. They'll just draw gobs of lines. I see some charts where I can't even tell one line from the other. I mean, there's just so many of them on there. And some people pride themselves on it, which blows my mind. If I see too many lines on there, I start getting a little bit anxious. I don't want to see lines or an abundance of lines on my charts because then what are you really reading? What are you looking at? There's no real clear direction that you're following on a chart if you have 100 lines on your chart. Now, moving averages are important, but moving averages are only as good as how 
price responds to them. Meaning, if price is just going below and above the moving average, who cares what that moving average represents? Who cares that it's a 10-day or a 200 or a 50-day moving average? If price action doesn't care about the moving average, if it's not showing signs of support or showing signs of resistance, it's really meaningless. Because if price doesn't respect it, why should you? But ultimately, if you want to learn the most about price and volume, it takes a lot of time. It's really about learning what different chart patterns mean. Now, I've been asked a lot about what books would you read to become better at understanding technical analysis. And there's one that I really do like. I think it's about 32 bucks. I think when I paid for it back in the day, it was like $110. So it was really expensive when I bought it. But it's called Technical Analysis of the Financial Markets by John J. Murphy. And it's a really dry, dry book, but he covers a ton, a ton of stuff. And you're going to learn a lot. And it's going to be really boring. It's going to be like, holy cow, I don't know if I could finish this book. I mean, it is like reading an encyclopedia. So that would be the book that I would read that would guide you a lot on understanding the patterns and understanding the charts. Because what the price action ultimately does is create patterns. It helps you to understand technical analysis. Like, for instance, support and resistance. It shows you what support levels price action is respecting. Resistance levels shows you the price levels that price action cannot get through. And then there's going to be times where it does break through resistance. And there's times where it does break through support. That doesn't mean that technical analysis doesn't work. It's actually doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's showing you a change in the behavior of the stock. If it can break through a resistance pattern that it's been unable to do in the past, it's signaling a change in the behavior of the price action. And so that's something that you want to note. So many times people was like, oh, you drew the support level and said it was a really strong support level and that it's held for a very, very long time. It's a long-term support level. So why would it break if it was so great? I never call it great. I would call it an important support level. But if it breaks, what is the chart telling you then? That's technical analysis actually working, not failing. And so you see a support level breaking that it's held, let's say, 15 times in the past, the last five, 15 times in a row. But this time on the 16th try, it breaks. It doesn't mean technical analysis is failing. It just means that the support level broke. So now what is the chart telling you? Now what is price action telling you? If you take it personal when a support level breaks or resistance level breaks or the technical analysis does something different than what you expected it to do, that means you were trading with a bias. You weren't trading off of the charts. You were trading off of what you needed that trade to do for you. And so you're upset about the fact that it's not doing exactly what you wanted to do. That's not technical analysis. That's trading with a bias. So when support breaks, when support holds, when resistance breaks, when resistance holds, when trend lines fail, when reversals occur, it's not a flaw in technical analysis. It's the actual beauty of technical analysis showing you something new is emerging and that you should consider acting on it. Now, look, making good guesses like what Bubba talks about in his email, listening to conference calls. That's great when it can work for you and everything else. Guesses will only take you so far. What is critical is that you gravitate towards a risk-reward mindset. How are you going to manage the trade if it doesn't work in your favor? Because a large chunk of stocks, especially when you're just starting out in it, are not going to work. A lot of trades are not going to go in your favor. So how are you going to get out without blowing up your account? These are the questions that you have to ask yourself before you get into the trade, not when it's actually blowing up on you. And right now, in this market that we're in, there is a ton of traders 
that are blowing up their accounts because they didn't plan for this. They never expected this to happen. They'll tell you, hey, I was trading in PayPal when it was at $300. Now it's below $100. What is going on here? I've lost all this money. Why? Well, because you didn't plan your trade before you ever got into the trade. You didn't consider this as a possibility. When I go into a trade, I never expect any trade to work out right. In fact, I go into it with the mindset that this trade that this trade can blow up my account at any given moment. And so with that being said, how am I going to manage the risk? Where am I going to place my stop loss so that I can see when something's not going right, when something is not going according to the original technical analysis that I mapped out, when a change in the behavior of the price action results in a key support level breaking, will I have a stop loss there to go ahead and get me out of that stock? For most people, the answer is no. For me, it's yes. Why? Because I fundamentally believe in my ability to blow up my account. And as a result, I'm going to guard against that. And also what helps me and others guard against blowing up accounts is swingtradingthestockmarket.com. With swingtradingthestockmarket.com, you're going to get all of my stock market research each and every day. Guys, this is going to include the daily list of setups that I'm following, my weekly watch lists. Also, you're going to get analysis on the most important charts of the day, plus analysis on all my FANG stocks, plus Microsoft and Tesla, and you're going to get all of the major indices. So check that out, swingtradingthestockmarket.com. So the takeaway with all of this, one, I think TC2000 and TradingView, they're very, very good trading platforms to chart, to learn how to chart, to be able to flip through charts very, very quickly. Really good. They've got all the tools that you could possibly want. Number two, when it comes to understanding price and volume, you have to teach yourself technical analysis. And I gave you a book, Technical Analysis of the Financial Markets by John J. Murphy. It's a boring, boring, boring book. But maybe if you take it you know, with you every time you go to the toilet, instead of looking at you know, your Instagram feed, you might read up on a new pattern or two, and you can just learn more and more about different patterns and what they mean in the financial markets. Also, you have to move your mindset from making good guesses or finding good stock picks to a mindset of risk reward. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you're probably like, Ryan, you say this in every podcast and I'll continue to say it in every podcast because it's the most important part of trading is the risk reward factor. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to leave it a five-star review and Support swingtradingthestockmarket.com. You're supporting the podcast. Your five-star reviews are continuing to help me to build the audience and to reach more people to help them not to blow up their accounts as well. And make sure that you're sending me your questions. I really don't get enough questions from you guys. Ryan at shareplanner.com. I do read them all, and I will try to put every single one of them on a podcast episode of its own. Thank you, guys, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to SharePointer.com slash trading block. That's www.SharePointer.com slash trading block. And follow me on Share Planner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.